Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I've been coming to Darlington Raceway for as long as I can remember. Dale Earnhardt is about to win the sixth of the There's last so much history here. Elliott now midway between turns three and four looking for one million Darlington dollars. has some of the toughest races. Burton looks down to the inside. He'll not be able to... I've watched my heroes leave here in both victory and defeat. And Cale Yarbrough as your leader. Here goes Gant right down to the inside. That's the kind of racing in the old days you used to see at Darlington. Physical for the last five laps. There's no other place like Darlington. For the bottom. They are three wide on the back straightaway. I'm Dale Earnhardt Jr., driver of the number 88 Nationwide Chevy SS. We are celebrating Darlington's throwback race weekend with a special Grey Ghost paint scheme honoring NASCAR icon Buddy Baker. Come join me and the entire NASCAR family as we pay tribute to the history and heritage of our sport at Darlington Raceway. The tradition continues Sunday, September 4th at the Bojangles Southern 500. Reserve your seats now by calling 866-459-RACE or visit DarlingtonRaceway.com. It's Monday night, and it's time to get rowdy. Catch up on This Week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comment. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. Here's your weekly radio duo, Rowdy and Mark. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome you back to a Monday night to the Rowdy Maglight Show, and I am thunderstruck, guys, and I'd like to fasten down with the rest of these guys. I got the Chi-Town Duel with Jack Mangell and Chi-Town Mark. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, Rowdy, it's Monday, and we're ready to get Rowdy. I got my coffee, and I'm ready to go. I'm rubbed up, buddy. Hey, Rowdy, how you doing? Ready doing for great, a Monday guys. Night show. Hey, w- listen, fellas. Each week, it just keeps building and building until we have this big explosion, and I don't know what we're going to do. We guess we'll just call it weird science after that. But, guys, tonight, we got a lineup. We're going to start with uh, Bob Lemons. Bob is a promoter there at the world's fastest half-mile track, and y'all can testify that after this weekend. Can you not? We sure can, Roddy. Yes. They, that race was fast yesterday. That went by quickly. It wasn't even just fast. They, seven drivers broke the old uh, track record, too. Yeah, it was, it was quite the weekend for the Arca cars, wasn't it, Jeff? Yes, it was. I couldn't believe how fast it got over, guys. I mean, that was a, I mean, that was a pretty fly. I mean, we had, how many cops did we have, Jeff? Did you say three? No, we had four cautions for 29 laps. Time of the race, it took a uh, one hour and thirteen minutes and forty-one seconds. Wow! Average speed of seventy-seven point eight two two miles per hour. 
and the fastest lap was set by Kyle Benjamin at 16.228, 110, 919 miles an hour. Holy cow. That's all in the mail. I knew they were going fast, Rowdy, but I didn't realize we were turning laps like that during the race. Kyle I Benjamin uh, set the new track record at uh, 15.630 seconds, 115.163 miles an hour. A new track record. Uh, broke Kenny Schrader's record back from 2014. Oh, well, that, well, it's a heck of a record to get from a heck of a guy. How about that? Yeah. Exactly, guys. You know, that's I, actually that was Kyle's first uh, win for the year for ARCA, wasn't it? And hey, MDM puts on a good program there. They got they got a good product and and good drivers. They do, Rowdy, especially since they shuffle different drivers in every other week, and and you're. A lot of times you don't know who's going to drive the car until shortly before the race day. So uh, they do a great job. Kyle Benjamin's a good driver. Uh, I've seen him win a lot of super late mile races, so I'm not real surprised he did this at ARCA. And and Jeff and I saw him win a couple years ago at Madison, didn't we, Jeff? Yeah, we did. Yeah, even uh, that car earlier in the year, the Harrison Burton won in that car at uh, Toledo. That's right. Guy, listen, I, I think I've got Bob on now, and I'd like to introduce everybody to Bob Lemon, and he's uh, from Winchester Speedway, and I'm, I'm he's going to make a heck of a show. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Bob. Uh, really glad to be on board with you guys tonight, and I uh, would just like to be, give a big shout-out to Ron Drager and the whole ARCA team that came over to Winchester and uh, – like always, it was a great, not just one one day race, but the whole weekend with ARCA there always seems to, to be a plus for Winchester. Well, Bob, you, you're running with almost, what, 35 years you've been at Winchester. How'd you get started at Winchester? Well, uh, actually, it's 43 years. And uh, mm. uh, basically started with my dad carrying me in on, on his shoulders in 62. Uh, I I know who won the race because I, I do the records there, and it was Roger McCluskey, but uh, I just remembered uh, I wanted to go back as I got older and uh, had to mow a lot of yards and shovel a lot of snow. My my father believed in hard work and that with nine kids, everybody had to be on board to, to do things. So uh had to make $18 for a race to, to get my brother and myself and my dad in and and uh, luckily, we got to move there in '74, and he got a, a, a job as a street commissioner. And uh, I made sure the first thing I did was go out and find a job at the racetrack. <laughs> Bob, what was your first job at the racetrack? Why did they start you out at? I uh, started uh, at the bottom of the the barrel. I was wrapping hot dogs and. Uh, uh, a lot of people didn't understand. They said, where do you go from there? And I went, well, then you go to cleaning the bathrooms. I said, you don't want to clean the bathrooms before you wrap the hot dogs. And uh, and then we, you know, went to uh, uh, taking tickets and watching gates and, uh, you know, just every little thing you had to do and made good friends with Roger Holderman, who, uh, of course, had a close uh, connection with ARCA and, and the stock car division and, 
and uh, finally uh, got to the point where when Charlie bought the track, uh, I actually bought the history uh, because uh, Linda Holderman uh, was selling the track. She was in bankruptcy. I noticed uh, she had a rummage sale, and I, I ran out there as fast as I could because I didn't know what was for sale and uh, bought all the history from the track uh, for one price. And then uh, we were so lucky to get a guy like Charlie Shaw to buy that racetrack because uh, he has a passion for racing. He ran with the Alabama gang, and uh, he got on board with me, and uh, I offered to, to sell him the history back, but uh, he, he thought that I needed to keep it and uh, just wanted me to stay on board with him and, and do some things. And uh, my, my actual title is Track Gopher. Uh, I do whatever needs to be done, and uh, pretty much now I'm in charge of the history and the camping, and uh, I help with getting the trophy girls, and we have Kirk, uh, Kirk Doherty, who is uh, Charlie's right-hand man and uh, cousin of Tony Stewart's, and uh, Kirk does a great job. And, uh, and you know, it's just working as a team cohesively at, at a track that is historic as Winchester and it being the second oldest track in the world and the oldest short track in the world. Uh, it's, it's just a, a win-win deal for all of us. We, we all really love the place. That's the good thing about it. Nobody gets bored. Nobody is, is saying, you know, uh, maybe we ought to do something different. We like what we're doing, and we're just keeping doing the same thing. Well, Bob, what what is the price of a camping to come out to uh, Winchester and a ticket price? Because people have asked me that, and I'd like to clarify that before we go farther. Well, it depends on the race, but this weekend, I mean, uh, Charlie actually lowered the price of camping. It was uh, $20, and you can pretty much show up on Wednesday and stay till the following Monday. And uh, it was a whole $15, uh, and that's for a camping spot. Uh, we we do supply showers. We keep the bathrooms open. Uh, we do what we can to make the camp, campers comfortable. Uh, I, I actually help deliver wood to people if they don't have firewood. Uh, and uh, I, I I'm just one of them guys that want to keep the fans there, so I just give stuff away. Uh, but Charlie does a, a ticket price for Sunday's race was 25, but. Uh, I looked at ticket prices through the years, and I can. When people tell me, "Well, the tickets are too much," and I pull up a, a schedule from 20 years ago and go, "You know, ticket prices are the same." Uh, Charlie does a real good job in not raising the prices of the tickets or the camping, and and I, I tell you, the fans really need to thank Charlie for what he does there because, you know, not all tracks do that. Yeah, you guys are into the racing industry, and you know what it costs to get into some tracks, and. And it's the same way at Toledo. Ron does the same thing. I went up there a couple of years ago with Tom Bigelow and went and seen the uh, sprints versus the wing sprints versus the modifieds. And and I love the fact that hot dogs were a dollar, the the small drinks were a dollar. I mean, the ske or the uh, programs were a dollar. And it was family night. Ticket prices was really low, and uh, that's what keeps these short tracks running. And and it's tough for an owner to do that, but. Guys like Ron and Charlie and, and even Tony over at Eldora are on board with that. Well, you know, everybody, when I talk about racing, the first thing they do is they say, well, it's too high. And at $15, that's unheard of. I've I seen the $15, and I couldn't believe it. I didn't know how long that was. But to go, Jeff and I are talking about getting a motorhome, you don't think I'm not going to come early and stay late for $15, man, and move on to the next race. 
Yeah, and uh, it, it, there, it, it's amazing some fans come out just to camp. <laughs> they don't watch the race. Uh, they just want to be part of the, the big party out there. And Charlie does. He has bands in the pavilion at night. And uh, there's just something always going on. He is a true believer that he wants to keep the fans at the track and entertain them as much as possible. And uh, he, he, he's he been a little ill, so he was, uh, wasn't able to stay at all three nights of all the racing. But when he is there, I love the fact that Charlie has kept his tradition since he's owned it. If he's at the track, he's usually standing at the entrance when the fans come in. And when the fans leave, he's usually standing there greeting them, you know, come back to the next race. And uh, I think that is a plus at every track. It's just something owners should do. Uh, Roger Holderman was the same way. He really believed that, you know, you should greet the fans. And, and it amazes me that just how many of the fans know Charlie. They know him by name. They know his face. Uh, he is an institution. I truly believe that. Well, if you don't go and be part of your own business, how can you fix it if it's not something goes wrong? That's that's great. Uh, Mark, you're live with Bob Lemons. Bob, it was so nice to meet you yesterday, finally, and get a chance to chat. I'm glad you're on the show tonight because you were just too busy to sit back and talk and tell us stories, and uh, I know you've got a ton of them. So uh, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm glad to be part, and glad you guys invited me to call in. Oh, it's, uh, we're we're kind of having a promoter's night tonight, and you fit right into that situation. And uh, uh, boy, you guys, you had a busy day, and and uh, everything went off well, and uh, the weather was not maybe as nice, but it never really got wet, and maybe that held the. Uh, held things up a little bit, but uh, the show went off well yesterday, and that race was over so quick. Well, it's, uh, you know, Winchester, you're running 15-second laps, and uh, it says a lot for the ARCA drivers that, you know, we had a few yellows, but nothing catastrophic, and uh, that track as fast as it is, you guys that were there, you know, I mean, there there is a big uh, danger factor for a yellow to happen at any second. You worry about a tire blowing or somebody's motor going in front of the field, and, uh, you know, you look. It isn't just today. You go back and look back when Odell won it back in '57, and you look at what's going on today, and and people think you know that they were going a lot slower then, but really they weren't. I mean, those guys were still running pretty fast back in the '50s. So uh, yeah, it says a lot for for Arca that you know that the officials and the teams, and especially them drivers, the way they handle the cars on the track and do so well. Well, we we've uh, we've been at most of the ARCA races this year, Bob, and uh, I can you know what you said. It's it's uh, it's a great organization to work with. Uh, the people don't get better from from Ron Drager at the top to the to the gal who checked us in for uh, for our credentials uh, yesterday. Uh, they're just nice. They have a smile. They remember you. Uh, good to see you. Have a great day. Uh, very much like your staff at the Speedway itself. Uh, everybody's so friendly, and and your prices are great, and the food is great, and I, I Winchester has a special place in my heart. Always will, always has been, and uh, I'm looking forward to being back uh, in October for the uh, 400. Yeah, and uh, you know, you look at the history of that 400, and you think what happened yesterday at Arkin. 
And I'm looking here down the list of winners uh, of the ARCA races. And, of course, you know, the the big name at the 400 going back in history, and you think of all the guys that ran there, and it's Bob Sinekar, won seven of them, won five in a row. Mr. But, Bluebird himself. Yeah, but then you think of ARCA, and you think of Frank Kimmel, who's won seven of them. That's very coincidental. And, uh, and Frank, <laughs> you know, Frank one year wrecked his car in practice and uh, had to go to his backup car. And I remember talking to him that day, and Frank was like, you know, I don't know what we're going to have. This is a backup car. It's not that good. And then he goes out and does what he used to do. You know, he just went out and won the race. And uh, you think of Tracy Leslie, and you think of Bob Keselowski, and and just Tim Steele. And, I mean, those names are synonymous not only with ARCA, but with NASCAR, with stock car racing by itself. It's just uh, amazing, the history of, of ARCA at the track. And, and it says a lot, for, you know, for the, the track's going to speak for itself. It's just historic place, and it it has its big names in, in all divisions. But uh, those names in ARCA, the guys that won are the guys that helped carry ARCA to the top. And I think that that just says a lot for the for the series. Oh, well, for sure. Bob, it was just uh it's just amazing the, the, the drivers come through ARCA who've who've come through other divisions and raced at Winchester, open wheel, uh stock cars, you name it. Uh anybody who's been anybody's probably raced at Winchester and uh, uh we we have to remember that. Uh Winchester is a very special place and I I hope it's around for another fifty years. At least. Yeah, uh I don't see it closing down anytime soon, at least I hope not. And, uh, you know, something that happened yesterday is very special to me, that Kyle Benjamin actually won a Winchester 400, but it was taken away from him. Uh, I think it was a rev limiter uh, problem after the race. Yes, I was he, at the I race, think, Bob, and I, yeah. I remember it well. Uh, you're, and, you're correct. It was a rev limiter. And he uh, – I remember congratulating him in victory lane. I remember seeing his team out at Arby's and – and they were like, oh, my gosh, you know. I didn't know what happened until after I got out there and seen the long faces. And, you know, it just says a lot. This kid's got a bright future. You can tell. I mean, you seen the way he drove yesterday. And and he, he by far, had the fastest car of the field. But he had to hold on to it for 200 laps. And, and I see this kid's future going a long ways. And, and I'm just glad that he got a big win there. I, I got to speak to him a little bit, and I could just tell that uh, – it meant a lot to him and meant a lot to his family. So uh, I'm glad to see redemption come through for him, and, and it came through in the right way. It it did. Uh, if there was a dominant car yesterday, it was definitely Kyle, and uh, he's been known to do that before at other races and, and have the car and the equipment and uh, the ability to drive that equipment. So uh, he, he put on one whale of a show yesterday, and uh, I, I was impressed and he just adds his name to a long list of uh, historical names that have, have won at Winchester, and it'll hopefully continue on and on. And, and sometimes with these guys, and, and I, I didn't want to bother Kyle too much because I know that that they were wanting to celebrate, and and we do. We 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 want to get to teams, and we know that these guys come from all over the place, and they want to get home. But uh, I don't know if he's coming to the 400 or not. I don't know. 
I'll probably see him down the road at a track somewhere or maybe back at Winchester. But I always tell these winners this, and it goes back to probably Chase Elliott in 2010, who is the youngest driver ever to win a big, big feature at Winchester. He won the 400 at the age of 14. Oh, and when I, I sat down with long, him, Bob. yeah, it's hard to believe, isn't it? But I remember sitting yeah. down with him and his dad, and his dad said, uh, well, Chase wanted to know who won this race in the past. He doesn't have uh, the knowledge of the history of the track. And I went, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna call him up later, and I'm going to tell him something that he needs to know better. It's not the guys that won there. It's the name of the drivers that didn't win and should have. And I think Kyle needs to know that because there is a lot of big names in ARCA that didn't win at Winchester. And those guys are studying back now that are that are still around going, boy, that kid's lucky, you know. <laughs> He got to get something that they didn't get. And uh, just one win there, and you guys know this, one win at Winchester can really propel you a long ways. So uh, he he really got a good shot there and and took it, and I'm glad he took it home. He did. He did. It was a a great day. I I enjoy being at Winchester. I'm going to look forward to being back there in in October for the 400 and – I'm going to turn you over to Jeff. I think Jeff has a few questions for you, Bob. Thank you so much for yesterday. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Appreciate it. We will be talking with you soon, and uh, we'll see you in October. Okay, and when you get there, uh, maybe uh, I think in October I'm not going to be driving my Thunder Roadster, so uh, uh, we'll sit down, or maybe we'll run into Wix Pies, and we'll uh, eat a piece of pie and maybe talk some history. Oh, that's a deal. I, I, I can't turn down pie and talking with you, so uh, you've got a deal, Bob. Thank you. Hey, Bob, it's Jeff. Uh, thanks for being on the show. It was good meeting you yesterday. Uh, yeah, you just brought up your Thunder Roaster. Can you uh, talk about the Thunder Roasters, roasters uh, being uh, uh, the Legends weekend there? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, the Thunder Roadster is a division out of Inax. Uh, it was a, a car designed by Humpy Wheeler. It was a, actually the chassis is an exact replica of the A.J. Watson uh, IndyCar Roadster. It ran in the 50s and 60s at Indy. They won eight of 11 Indy 500s, uh, A.J. winning two of them in them cars. Uh, they are powered by a 1250 Yamaha motor, and uh, after buying one, and they're very affordable, you can buy a brand new one for right around 15 grand. Uh, you can buy a used one for about five grand. Uh, Doug Duggar runs our Midwest division. Uh, I'm, I'm going to admit they are very hard to drive, but they're a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't get to race until I was 57 years old. My lifelong dream was to run a race at Winchester, and we got to do it. But they are a uh, up-and-coming division, I think. Uh, they are the same theory as the Legends. Uh, you know, old-school racing, no power steering, no power brakes. Uh, hard to get around a place like Winchester, but uh, they're a lot of fun. Uh, I'm really enjoying racing more than I was, and I'm, I, I mean, I will go watch two turtles race in mud and uh so getting to finally do it is something that I, I've always dreamed of. But we got to run Toledo. Uh, Winchester, to me, is what we call our little Talladega. Uh, we're wide open all the way around there. But I was amazed. And I had been to a lot of races at Toledo with Tom Bigelow. And uh, to go around Toledo, it, it has to be one of the smoothest 
half miles I've ever been around in my life. The track is so taken care of. Uh, that group that works there are so friendly, and, and everything seemed to be timed like we do. We, we like to keep the show running. I, I was really impressed with Toledo Speedway and, and been there many times, like I said, but never raced on it. And, and when I left, it was by far my best race in a year and uh, ever. And uh, it was also, uh, uh, I got to, uh, I'm not going to mention the name, but I got to beat up on a guy and got to pass him and a guy that they brought in as a ringer. And uh, I was really happy when I left the track. I think I ended up fifth or sixth. So I was I was pretty happy with the finish I had. <laughs> You were talking that when you started coming there back in 1962, and I was just thinking, man, I wasn't even born yet, and you're coming to the track. Do you have any kind of a story that might stick out in your mind? It just it comes off the top of your head that sticks out in your mind the most. Well, probably one of the the. I mean, we we just lost Dave Steele here in the last year, and uh, Dave was a uh, a kid from Florida that uh, come up to Winchester, and of course, you know, those those banks intimidate everybody, and, and before I get to the story on stock cars, he, he came in an open wheel, uh, his owner was about 85 years old, and could, couldn't walk across the track, and I remember Dave went out and just shattered the world record there that day, and uh, a kid come up, I was working a gate at the time, and the kid goes, yeah, well, uh, uh, I helped build that motor and put that car together. Well, he didn't know the owner of the car was standing beside me. And the owner was peeling off $100 bills for tires at the moment. And uh, the guy finally looked up and said, uh, where'd you build that at? And he went, Wisconsin. He goes, well, that's funny because that car was built in my, my garage, two-car garage in Florida. And uh, I hear that all the time there. But uh, as far as stock cars go, a guy came up from Louisville and he was the Kentucky uh, track champion down there in street stocks. He pulled in, and the first thing he did was stop at the gate. I checked his credentials, showed him where he needed to park, and he goes, uh, he, you, you guys know, standing at that gate, you can't tell what that banking is. And uh, that 36-degree banking, and when you get on it, is really deceiving. And he goes, well, I come here to show you Yankees how to run. And I thought, well, that's great. I'm, I'm glad, and I, I hope you're really fast. And uh, he went out uh, first practice. I noticed he was at the bottom of the track, which you guys know is not the fast way around Winchester. you got to be about three feet from the wall. And uh, he ran about ten laps, and I seen him loading up, so I thought, well, he broke. And he come back through when they opened the gates again to let some people in, and he was going out. And I, I stopped him again. I go, hey, I'm sorry. What happened? Did you break? And he goes, you guys are idiots. He goes, this place is crazy. He goes, there's no way I'm running here, and he just took off. And uh, I've seen that a lot over the years. I've seen guys come in there, and, and they think they're going to conquer the place. And uh, Al Unser never liked the place. Uh, I talked to Donald Davidson the other day. He said, AJ, it wasn't his favorite track. Uh, there's so many names out there that just they didn't do well. And when Tom Bigelow first got there, and he's – Third winning this open-wheel driver ever to win, race there. He raced Arca there. He said he really didn't like the high banks, but he said once he got comfortable in it, and, uh, of course, he said he was the first driver to go under 16 seconds, first driver to go under 15 seconds. Uh, he said that, you know, he, he said it's a place you got to get used to, and I found that out this weekend. <laughs> 
that uh, I gained two seconds in one night, and I was really happy just to gain that. But, I mean, I, I could tell so many stories over the years, but that that one really sticks in my mind that that guy from down south came up to show us Yankees how to run, and uh, he found out real quick that that track can intimidate you in a heartbeat. There is nothing really going on that track that makes you feel comfortable for the first time. And also going out on that track, I've asked other drivers, when you when you get there, and even if you've been there before and you think, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to run as fast as I can, just as you go out of that gate there, turn two to get on the track, there's a big lump in your throat. I mean, you really think about what can happen and what has happened at that track. And uh, it, it just, your mindset gets different out there. It really does. It's it it Your hands get tarred. I, I can't imagine them guys going 200 laps in those 3,600-pound cars. It, it's got to be just so tiring. But, uh, yeah, that's that's just a couple stories of, of over the years, and I've got too many stories. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll just I'm leave those out of that. I'm glad somebody has the stories that can tell them. It, it's not too, you know, you don't have too many people out there and around still can still has the stories for the track tracks around the country that are still there and are not no longer there and we appreciate everything you do um i can't wait to come back that we'll be like mark said me we'll be back for the winchester 400 and uh we'll glad, hope to see you down there then and get to talk to you a little more yeah and, and i'd like to throw a big shout out like i said once again thanks ron uh for everything that you guys do and don Rada ball who he knows as much about the place as I do. He, he's been coming there forever and, and helped me and Bill Holder write a book on the place. And without his records, couldn't have done it. And a really big shout-out to the Raleigh Beal family. Raleigh, USAC competition director for years, won races there. And uh, Raleigh was a big man, just standing alone. But uh, he had a big heart. And uh, we really, really miss that guy there. So, uh just want to put that out there that if, if Raleigh's family's uh, listening, uh, we miss the guy, uh, but he's still in our hearts. And, and we truly believe when we look up in the sky sometimes, there's so many guys that race there that's gone now over the years that have big names and, and the, the heavy hitters of the day. And we truly believe the owners, past owners, Frank Funk, who built the track, and uh, Roger Holderman, who kept it alive for many years before Charlie got it, uh, they're always looking down on us and keeping us safe. So I uh, uh, hope the Beale family's listening and hope they uh, acknowledge what we think of them. All right. Thanks for your time, and uh, hopefully we'll get to get you back on right around the 400 and even during the winter months when we got some time to do some really talking, you can really tell a bunch of stories. And uh, thanks for your time, and thanks for being on the show tonight, and I'm going to uh, turn you back over to Rowdy. Sure. Thanks, Mark, Jeff. Uh, if you if you would, Bob, kind of tell us uh, about where we can find your book, the name of your book, and uh, uh, right. uh, sure, you can. Uh, actually, the book is not in print right now. Uh, you have to. Uh, uh, I'm trying to look at the publisher here. Uh, it's uh, the Tac Tachometer Press. Uh, they actually published the book for us. Uh, we actually, they told us if we uh, printed 7,000 books and sold them in five years, uh, that uh, 
we would be a uh, it'd be an accomplishment. Well, we sold seven thousand books in about a year and a half. Uh, we had to do a second edition, and uh, uh, it's it's a hundred years of speed. It was put out in nineteen fourteen. Uh, or in 2014, it was written in, uh, the track opened in 1914, and uh, Bill Holder was on board with me that when we did this, uh, neither one of us wanted to make a profit. All of our books, we've done the Eldora book and Earl Baldus book, and right now there's one coming out on Dayton Speedway, which ARCA was a big part of in the day, and uh, all of our profits go to uh, the Harf and Darf Injured Drivers Fund. Uh, we're just adamant about helping them guys that you know, deserve the help, the no insurance and racing and stuff. It it gets tough. So uh, uh, you can go online, tachometerpress.com. Uh, if you want to order a book, they'll they'll get it to you. Uh, I think they're twenty bucks, pretty affordable. Uh, and if you want to read a little bit about uh, uh, an old man that had an idea, uh, he uh, uh, real quick the the invention of Winchester Speedway came from an amusement park that was behind the track where it sits now. It was just a little pony ride, lake swimming, uh, pulley-driven ride car, uh, amusement park. And he was going home in 1913. As he's walking across this parking lot, he's seen some Indian motorcycles out there uh, tearing up his parking lot, he thought. And actually, it was some guys, just four or five guys racing their bikes. And uh, he was really upset, Frank Funk was. His daughter talked to me about this and said that he uh, actually asked some people, he's seen people waving hankies and stuff, and said, would you pay to see this? And they all said yes. So he went in town and got with his friends, what we call bankers today, and, and got enough money to get some mules and some uh, plows and drug out that very dry, flat half mile. And uh, in 1914, for two years, had motorcycle races. In 16, the uh, big cars from Indy started showing up. And we still uh, claim we have the record for the first stock car race in 28. Henry Ford sent down a bunch of Model A's uh, with hoods on them to try to see what they look like. And uh, the rest is all history. But, uh, you know, if that guy hadn't walked home when he did, that track probably wouldn't be there. So, uh uh, whenever you see pictures of Frank Funk, he's got a big smile on his face. He didn't like racing at all, but he liked hanging out with the drivers. And it seems like a lot of track owners do that. So uh, it's a business, come first. That's what it was to Frank Funk because he started making money off of it. But uh, he did make history in racing, especially short track. And adding that banking was only put there because he thought the IndyCar drivers had an advantage. They would use the burn or what we call the cushion today on dirt to get a runoff four to win, so he added that 36-degree banking to make it even for everyone. Who thinks of that? I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the guy was a farmer. And uh, so uh, just a little history for your fans out there and your listeners. And, uh, uh, Rowdy, all you guys need to come to the track. We'll, like I said, we need to sit down and all three of us just have some fun, talk history. And uh, I think we need to put you in a car of some kind and just see just how brave you guys really are. I'm all in for that. Uh, the first thing, hey, the first thing I told Jeff and Mark to do is give us an idea of what that track is like. And the first picture Jeff sent to me, he was on his tippy toes because you know how steep it is, and you can't yeah. stand flat-footed on it. No, and uh, it's not just the corners. It's nine degrees on the front, eleven on the back, thirty-six in the corners. It's basically a bowl. 
and uh, uh, I have a lot of people sending me uh, wanting to know, are we really the world's fastest half mile? Well, I'll put it out there. Our world record is 12.669. Joe Joe Helberg, you can look at our website and see that run on video. Uh, that's 12.669. That's 143 average. Uh, on a half mile. Half mile. Uh, yeah, he told me he can't believe he did it, and I can't believe he did either. But I seen the video, and if you get a chance to look at that video, look at that left front tire as he's going around. That will scare the heck out of you. But uh, glad you. you guys called me. I know you got a, a good show to go, and uh, I don't want to keep you guys. So, uh, uh, well, uh, like listen, I said, you guys get down we, there. Tell us where we can follow you at, and uh, how to keep up with Winchester. Well, WinchesterSpeedway.com, we have a website. Uh, best way to keep up with me is uh, try to follow me around the track. I'm usually on foot. Uh, the campground, I'm not a golf cart guy. I'm not an, an ATV guy. I like to walk. Uh, uh, someday I'm going to have to retire, and so far I haven't been able to find a, a person to take my place because they don't want to. That Usually they start following me around and they quit. Uh, <laughs> uh, or uh, you guys can catch me. Uh, uh, I'm racing again Labor Day weekend at Winchester, and then uh, uh, the rest of the year out we're at Anderson Speedway. That's our home track for the Thunder Roadsters. Uh, but I'm hoping, I talked to Ron, he said that he heard some good reviews from us racing up at Toledo, so I'm going to head up that way probably next year again. And uh, I, I just, you know, if you, if fans shows up or you guys show up, look me up. I like to talk about the track. Uh, Charlie likes to hang out and talk about the track. Every employee there seems to know the history. So, uh, uh, you know, just come on over. Tickets are cheap. We don't raise our prices. And uh, uh, like I said, the website can let you know about anything you need to know. Thank you, Bob. We appreciate it. Hey, what great show. Appreciate it, Bob, for being part of it. Hey, uh, thank you guys for inviting me to call, and uh, we'll do this again sometime. I enjoy uh, talking about racing, and whether it's Winchester, Toledo, wherever we need to go, Sandusky, we'll, we'll talk about racing. Sounds great, Bob. Thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Thanks, Thanks Bob. Bob. Yep. Yeah, Jeff, uh, your picture there with you on your tippy toes said it all because I know what that uh, progressive bank is all about. Oh, that, it is steep, Roddy. It's like walking up off side of a wall. I, I don't know if you call it progressive banking. I call it ag- aggressive banking, Rowdy. <laughs> <laughs> Great interview, man. I tell you, what, what a what a guest. That was awesome. I'm looking forward to go camping there for a weekend. Well, we'll I want to get in the car. Over, Rowdy. Me too. I just didn't want to mention it too quick there, Jeff, but I, I, I'm all in for that. Yeah. What a great guy. He's got some great stories. He's just an interesting uh, fellow. Uh, you know what? We could probably sit and talk hour upon hour with him and never realize how much time has gone by. And you probably wouldn't even touch the surface with the stories he has, probably, and the history that he has. Oh, you're right, Jeff. That, yeah, he, he is really knowledgeable. Black 
him, I would have scrambled down there to, to that uh, yard sale if I knew some stuff like that was for sale. That I, I couldn't have got there quick enough. Well, what a you know what a way to have to to, to save it. But thank goodness there's people like Bob that that will do things like that and and save that history and collect it and uh, hopefully be able to pass it on to somebody who will appreciate it as much as the rest of us. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, but $15, guys, that that's unheard of to spend a week in a, at anywhere. For camping? For a, for a four or yeah. five, five days? No. Try to go do that at a NASCAR race, Rowdy. Ha, ha, ha. Well, you know, with, with the economy like it is, it's all try to – Try to save a buck, and uh, it's a great thing that 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 they offer that, guys. I mean, with ticket prices, and then the the camping at fifteen dollars, you can't go wrong. No, Rowdy, and they they have plenty of room. Uh, the the Winchester four hundred weekend. If you want a campsite, you better register now, or they're going to be gone soon. Uh, it, it's it's packed. It's hard to find a parking spot, let alone a camp after that weekend. Well, Jeff, what did you think about the race weekend? I thought it was a uh, good race, exciting race. Uh, there was not many cautions. Uh, Kyle Benjamin uh, basically dominated the race. Um, he led the majority of the race. But there was some good competition. When he fell back and he had to come through the field, uh, you know, at first I wasn't sure if he'd be able to do it, but all of a sudden that car hooked up and he was passing cars, and you knew there was no stopping him yesterday. Hey, uh, Jeff, well, you want to give us a rundown run on the, on how that race finished on the top ten? Uh, as you all know, hopefully, uh, Kyle Benjamin came in first. Uh, second place was Christian Exus. Uh, third place, uh, Austin Terrio. Fourth place was Travis Braden. Fifth place was Gustine. Sixth place was Shane Lee. Seventh was Chase Purdy. Eighth place was Brett Holmes. Ninth place with a good run, Justin Fontaine. And in 10th place was Raphael Lassard. Thank you, Jeff. Well, listen, I'm going to bring on our second guest. And we've got Gary Howe, the uh, owner and promoter of Kalamazoo Speedway, and he's got a the, the clash coming up on Wednesday night, and I thank y'all coming. Welcome to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Gary. How we doing, guys? Doing great, Hi, Gary. How Thanks for you? coming on. This is Mark. How you doing? I'm doing good. Take her over, Rowdy. Well, Gary, you got uh, the clash coming up this uh, Wednesday night. Uh, got some pretty big guests coming up. Be part of that, don't you? We do. Um, we run our 
a Super Lay Miles as well as a CRA Super Series. And we have Kyle Bush coming back this year. He was he was here in 2014. Um, he will have his own CRA car, so that will be a good quality car. And then he will be driving one of Terry Seneca's Seneca Performance House car in the Outlaw Super Late Mile race. So, so he will have a best of best of both worlds. I feel um, we have. I think we're at 41 pre-entered now for the Clash, and I think the CRA guys are up to 27. So, so you know we're half 60, um, or we're half close to 70 um, late models on on the ground and in between the two classes. So, yeah, we're in pretty good shape. So, And and that's Wednesday night. What Kind of what time y'all get started? And We we start at 7 open. o'clock sharp. We start at 7 o'clock sharp. We, we shoot. To, it's a weekday show. I shoot to be over by 10 o'clock, have people in their cars by 10. But um, we have 225 lap races um, nonstop, you know, for each group, for the outlaws as well as the CRE cars. And then we'll have a couple short last chance races early on, right at 7 o'clock. But um, we, we hustle our show along pretty well, uh, pretty uh, pretty expedient. We run a fairly good show, pretty fast show, and try to give people their money's worth and um, just have a just have a great event. And that's this Wednesday, August 9th, um, 7 p.m. Well, I'm going to throw you over to Mark. Mark, you, you go live with Gary. Oh, I've been looking forward to this, Rowdy. Hi, Gary. Welcome to the show. Uh, we've been emailing back and forth a little bit this summer, so I'm glad we finally got you on the show and a chance to chat with you. Well, that's a good week to chat because we got a lot, lot of um, lot of stuff here. Starting tomorrow night at 5:30, we have practice um, on Tuesday, and then of course the race on Wednesday. So no, this is a big one. This is this is the biggest show of the year that we have. Um, we're full the place up, plus then some. All, uh, all 43 skyboxes are full. The party decks are full. I mean, we're, it's jam packed, but it's a, it's a, you know, it's a great event. Good event. This is um, year 25. This is the 25th annual. Um, I've owned the tracks then, well, for 17 of them. So, so, um, and I, I think I raced in the first um, seven or eight of them. So, so I've been to every one of them. But yeah, this is this is good stuff. 25 years, one race. Um, it's a good, good solid, uh, good solid production. Well, I'm there every year, Gary. I, I appreciate a good racing show, and I also appreciate a good good racetrack. Uh, uh, your amenities at the track are, are above and beyond. Uh, you, the the foods you offer, the uh, the services you offer, the layout out of the track, your suites, your your seating. Uh, Kalamazoo Speedway's got a special place in my heart, and uh, it's one of my top five favorite racetracks. So I'm looking forward to coming out there. I'll try to track you down. I know you'll be busy on Wednesday, but hopefully I can stop by and say hello to you real quick. I'll be in the infield in that center tower, all windows all the way around me, so I'm not I'm not too hard to find. So. Not hard to no, find. I'll, well, I'll, minutes, I'll, I'll I... my way up to the tower, and I'll just say a quick hello. Good, good deal. How how did you come about, the, like you said, the Clash has been around 25 years now, and, and you've been doing it quite a few years now, and uh, what made you decide to bring the template cars in and, and double the experience for the fans? The, the bottom line, um, I, I kind of feel one or two big shows a year nowadays works out better than having six um, so-so shows a year. So, 
we we kind of the best of both worlds. I lost Super Lay Miles and Super Lay Miles in the asphalt world. Um, you know what? I'd equate it to having the World Outlaws Lay Miles and the World Outlaws Sprint Cars all at one show. Most people don't do it, and we do. And it's a you know what? It's a twenty five dollar ticket, but it's a um, we have we have seventy outlaw or we have seventy pavement lay miles at our track tomorrow night or Wednesday night, and um, there's there's not too many places that that have that anymore. And we 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 try to put on the like I say the best show that we can put on for the fans for the for the fellow racers. Um, for fellow promoters, everything. So we try to do the best we can, and I and I um, last couple of years it's come around pretty good with having the CRA CRA guys with the outlaw guys. So, well, I, I have to admit uh, you, you've done a wonderful job with it. Uh, I didn't think the class could get any better, but when you doubled up the the racing for everybody, it was wow. That that was a wow factor, Gary. Good for you. Uh, I'm sure that was a little bit of a gamble, also, but one that seems to have paid off for you. Well, it, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a hell of a gamble. Opening up that racetrack every night's a gamble, but, but um, yes, it is. Uh, but it, no, in all honesty, it, it's uh, it's our our highest attended event each year, highest or second highest. We have a, of course, of course, one of our goat roper night of destructions at the end of the year that does very very well. But um, the class does good, and uh, to see six six thousand sixty five hundred. Um, Lay model fans there at one race, uh, weekday race, and we have them back in their cars by 10 o'clock. It goes pretty dang well for us. So, yeah, we're, we're keep fighting it out and keep trying to do the best thing we can do. So, Well, there's a reason I keep coming back to Kalamazoo, and, and I wanted to get you on and, and talk about the clash. It's, it's one of the best short track shows you're going to go to anywhere all year long. Uh, the competition, the the different types of cars offered, uh, the track's just so conducive to good racing. Uh, you know you're going to see a great, great show. It, we we have a good a good racy um, little racetrack there. Uh, we we have all the haulers move out of the infield for race day. Um, uh, the racers they 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 it's like hell about it. In all honesty, they hate it, but um. You know what? Our track, we don't have enough infield to have all these massive haulers in there now. And But the bottom line, when it's said and done, you can see everything. You can see everything from everywhere. Very, very good watch or race to watch. Um, I remember I remember the classes I used to race in. Of course, the haulers were not so big. But we, Marty, you'd have so many big haulers jammed down in that infield. Um, you walked in between trailers. You didn't even know where you were on the track. I mean, you couldn't see anything. And um, and like I say, it's not a favorite move for the drivers, but it's a very very good move um, to to keep six or seven thousand people happy. So no, you're, you're there's not a bad seat in the house, and uh, depending on if you want to see them come in the turns, go out of the turns, watch them down the straightaway, sit down low, sit up above, uh, wherever you sit, you got a great view of the track, and and you're going to see just some really good racing and. Uh, uh, that's kept me coming back to Kalamazoo for 20-some years, so 30-some years. And I'll I'll keep coming back. You keep putting on the shows like that, Gary. I I, um, I think in the last, my wife probably disagrees on this a little bit, I think in the last 41 years of that track, I'm I'm 57 now in the last 41 years, I think there's probably been about six, seven shows I've missed in 41 years at that track. 
that's all the, that's the only place we ever went to. I live right down the road, six miles from the track, and we've never, um, we never very, very seldom went anywhere to race. I mean, we just raced our, our weekly short track, and then here, 17 years ago, um, had the opportunity to buy it, and I guess that's, that's where we're at now. So, no, it's, it's, it's a nice, <laughs> nice race to go racetrack, and, um, and, um, we can, we do as, we do as good as we can do with our means. Well, you 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 you're above and beyond uh, uh, your staff, yourself, uh, the track. Uh, it, it's just a pleasure to go there, Gary. And uh, I'm looking forward to being there Wednesday. Uh, I'll track you down in the tower, and uh, I'm going to turn you over to Jeff because I know Jeff's got some questions for you. And uh, good luck this week, and I will see you Wednesday. You bet. I'll see you. Thank you. Hey, Gary. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Hey, can you uh, no explain to people about the because the Calamus, the the outlaw cars are a unique kind of car. Can you kind of explain for some of our uh, listeners about these cars? Well, they're a wedge body, uh, wedge body um, car. It's a um, how would you describe it? Probably probably more like a dirt lay model. It's a pretty radical body. Um, basically, the same chassis, the same suspension and so forth as a CRA Super Series. Um, these cars will be a uh, second and a quarter, second point four, 1.4 um, seconds faster, mainly due to um, the body, you know, versus a template body. Um, good looking race car. Cool, cool looking race car. Um, probably, probably as good of um for a pavement car, probably as, um, as sporty looking or as good a looking race car and maybe I'm a little biased here, but as good a pavement race car there there is on, on um, in the country are these outlaw outlaw lay models. So uh, very, they're again just very excited to to have it, and we get some outsiders, some guys on the east side of the states finally starting to come over a little bit, and um, and um, we've got a we've got a good show for everybody. So. Well, I don't think you're being biased because it is a unique kind of car, and it is a really exciting uh, car to see race on the track. Uh, you know, at the tracks so, of, you know, me and Mark have been around, and we see quite a bit of them throughout the year, and it is a really exciting race. So the people need to get out and uh, get to the Clash uh, Wednesday night because it's, it's an incredible show, not just at uh, Kalamazoo, but even Toledo and wherever, all the other places that they run, Flat Rock and things like that. It is, uh, an ex- it is an exciting race. No, absolutely. Um, you know, we're two and a half hours from Chicago, two and a half hours from Detroit, and, you know, people can do the math from there, three and a half hours down to Indianapolis. So um, easy easy track to get to, good highways. Um, we're a mile off the main highway. And um, the, the biggest thing, like I said, at 7 o'clock, we, we get going at 7 o'clock. So um, don't, don't show up too late because it's – from six o'clock to seven o'clock, the, the lines out of the the ticket windows there—it's <laughs> pretty insane. I'm glad I don't have to buy a ticket to, out there because um, the 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 lines might be back to the highway as far as not getting off the highway, which is a mile. But but uh, get get there early, um, get a seat, and and then come out and see some of the best stuff, best short track racing I think you're going to find anywhere right now. Oh, for sure, Gary. I uh, thanks for being on the show and. Uh, Thanks for your time tonight, and I'm going to hopefully have a great show while Wednesday night, and I'm going to turn you back over to Rowdy. Very good. Thanks, bud.
Thank you, Mark and Jeff. Uh, Gary, kind of real quickly, just give us a rundown of, of your time, uh, the date, and the cost, and uh, where they can find you on social media. CalmazooSpeedway.com um, or um, or Facebook, Kalamazoo Speedway. Um, this Wednesday, August 9th, the race will start at 7 o'clock. Uh, ticket office, I think, opens up at 11 a.m. Um, general seating, uh, it's 25 bucks for adults. I can't give you the team because it's not in front of me. I think teens are 15 bucks and uh, young kids are $5. But I know adults are $25. Um, and like I said, shouldn't, shouldn't probably get here no later than 5.30 or 6 o'clock. But it, there again, um, Kalamazoo Class 25th Annual this, this Wednesday, 7 p.m. And, Gary, we appreciate it. Good luck. And I know that Mark and Jeff will be there, and uh, they're going to be sending pictures back, and I'll be posting everybody and sending everybody what's going on at the Clash. And thanks for coming on, Gary. Looking forward to having you back on, sir. Good, good guys. Thanks. I appreciate being on your show. Thank you, sir. You bet. I'll see you. All right. Bye. So, guys, y'all got that happening Wednesday night there. Wednesday night, I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs. Well, you're going to be twiddling your thumbs, putting, posting all those pictures I'm going to send for you, Rowdy. So, uh, I'll keep you busy, buddy. You won't be too bored. My thumbs are going to be busy twiddling (laughs) those pictures. Hey, y'all had me stepping on Sunday, I'm telling you. We, we, we doubled up yeah, a little bit on you on Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know. If, if Jeff's going to make it, I hope he can. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll see if, if on, on that one. But, yeah, we'll we'll get plenty of photos uh, from the time I get there until the, the, the checkered flag. And hopefully maybe we can even have the winner on next week. Sound, hey, that sounds great. I just like to play that victory song, guys. I like victory lane. Been a while. Well, what you went through the trouble of getting it made up for us, Rowdy, and it's such a great part of the show. I like using you when you use it too. So, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll work on getting some winners on next week. You know, it, it, it's great to have guys on that are excited about promoting, excited excited about talking about racing. Bob, you know the historian there. You know, it, it, we got our next guest, Vonda Smith. Uh, tonight, I guess tonight's uh, owner promoter night. That's a; those are big shoes to fill, Rowdy, and uh, a lot of uh, people don't want to fill those shoes. And we're lucky we have people like Vonda willing to do that and uh, keep our grassroots racing alive. Well, you know, the attendance and, and the small tracks are go, are gaining ground because the big guys are kind of it's it's expensive to go to a race and to go to Winchester and camp for that length of time. I'm looking forward to it one day. Hopefully next year, Jeff. We can't wait to have you. <laughs> yeah, I mean by then Don will have his RV. We hope. Don, you going? 
you hear that, didn't you? Fifteen dollars to camp all weekend. Where's going? You're not going to do that at Chicago, or you're not going to do that at Michigan. That's right. I'm on. I'm. If I come up there to Winchester, I'm gonna have me one of them fifteen thousand dollars rides, and we'll put you in. <laughs> hey, you know, guys, that um, he's talking about that Thunder Roaster at. When we talked earlier, Bob and I talked earlier, he was telling me what he was racing. I jumped over there. And, uh, you know, Humpy Wheeler, uh, I think that's the – if they could get Humpy back involved, he is a heck of a promoter. That's a promoter, Audi. That's a true promoter right there. Uh, Bruton Smith would be nowhere right now if he hadn't had Humpy Wheeler running the show for him. Uh, you're exactly right. And Humpy's, uh, you know, to come up with that car, I had actually seen that several years ago, but to be able to buy a used car, race car, for five grand, I, I went on and looked, and they were several cars for $5,000, and that's a heck of a piece of machinery there. Yeah, they're kind of neat looking. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to see them run. Well, I think they race. Uh, I know they they race in Atlanta because uh, I'm almost sure they race in Atlanta. They do the in Atlanta. They do the Legends and the Banderos, which pretty much goes with those Thunder Roadsters. Yep. Usually, yep. you see the Banderos and the the Legends. The Thunder Roadsters are right there with them. Yes, they are, Rowdy. So, um, you know, the big question for the week was when will be the broadcast back of MAP TV on Winchester? And uh, Jeff brought that up last week, August the 19th. Isn't that correct, Jeff? There's two two nights that they're airing. You know, Roddy, I don't have that in front of me. Uh, Yeah, but there is two nights. I think one is the 19th and... Uh, like 10 p.m. Eastern time, and I'm not, I can't remember the second date. I think you said the 26th, but don't hold me to that. I know the 19th at 10 on MAV TV, and, and I think they, you know, I'm not a programmer, but, guys, that was a heck of a race. Y'all were there. Uh it just amazes me every time I go there, Rowdy, how fast, how quick they get around Winchester. It's a half a mile, and, and you know, if you think about it, they're going four laps about every four, four laps every minute. So, uh, wow. That's, that's, and not to have any major wrecks yesterday, uh, it just shows you uh, the quality of the driving we saw yesterday and the quality of the drivers in the series. Well, I, I just couldn't believe how quick it got over, guys. I just couldn't believe how quick it was over. I mean, I stopped, and, you know, I had, I had a couple of things I had to do, and, and I come back in there. Wow. Is this race over already? Yeah, it, it was amazing how quick it went by, Rowdy. What, a little over an hour, wasn't it, Jeff? 
Yeah, hour and 13 minutes. Wow. 200 laps. Boom. Done. Well, guys, guys, let's take us a little quick break here. We're going to have Bonda Smith on with Mountain Motor Speedway up next, guys. All righty. At the floor of Lounge A northern boy just soaking in the virtues of the south Driven down from Boston He's got five feet of snow Takes after those white sugar strands to the Gulf of Mexico Waved his hands in the air He had his force rose through the roof Spreading the message of his undisputed truth like an old-time revival, his old spirits gave him wings. He said this is the promise land, it's one the heart of Dixie me. If you get that special feeling that goes deep into your bones, if you've been moved by power grooves coming out of muscle shows, Y'all have down here Smoky days and dreamland ribs Washed down when I go big King's first place in Montgomery And you know he saw the light King nothing like those sweet magnolia nights It's the tight curves of a southern girl In those town day nights Alabama gang from Town A rocket city ride tonight promoter night of the tracks our next guest guest number three tonight is bonda smith uh of mount motor speedway mountain motor speedway 
Isaac, Kentucky, is that right? Bonda. Yes, Mountain Mountain Motor Speedway, Isaac, Kentucky. Well, y'all just had your one of your biggest races this weekend. Paid out a little bit of cash this weekend, didn't you? We did. We paid out five grand to Brandon Fouts. He came out the winner. He qualified at uh, pole position with fifteen point one eight nine. He won his heat race, so he started the feature at pole, and he led the entire race. I could imagine that he's still smiling tonight. <laughs> I would be, too, with five grand. That kind of helps. Maybe he push. can go get him some new tires or something for his car. That's what I was going to say. That's got to help push off the expense of tires. Even Breezy hey. coming in second, and Zach Dong came from West Virginia and finished third. Well, you're kind of up in that eastern part of northern part of Kentucky, aren't you, Vonda? We're eastern Kentucky. How's racing eastern up in Kentucky. eastern? How's how's racing in eastern Kentucky? Well. Actually, there was no racing in eastern Kentucky this year until we opened Mountain Motor Speedway back up. But So we're currently the only track running, but 201 in Sitka, Kentucky is opening back up in September. And then we have Clay City that's getting ready to open up a dirt track too. So Kentucky's trying to get the small dirt track back up and rolling. Well, we, we've noticed the trend that the small tracks are starting to pick back up, and, and I like that, Bonda, and that's the reason we got you on tonight, is uh, we want to bring back the spotlight on the small tracks, the affordable tracks to take your family back to. And that's what it's all about, Rowdy, is the family. You know, we we try to, at M&K Motorsports, you know, it's me and my father and my son, Maddox and Kelly, and we try to make it family-friendly, and we have power wheel races, and we're getting ready to have a bicycle race for the kids. Um, we had a memorial race for one of our local um, dirt racing legends, Walter Combs, back last month. So we had a little foot race for the kids, gave out prizes for the kids. You know, that's where it starts at, is you get your family involved, you get your kids, and you just go out and have a – Good, fun, clean night, family time. Well, Vonda, I'm going to throw you over to Mark. Mark, you're live with Vonda Smith. Thanks, Rowdy. Welcome to the show, Vonda. We've been looking forward to having Promoters Night and having you on and uh, hearing about Kentucky Mountain Speedway, Motor Speedway. Uh, what divisions do you run at the, the Speedway, Vonda? We run um, on a weekly basis. We run limited late models, bombers, four-cylinders, and modifieds. And on special weekends, we throw in super late models or KDRA racing. And we also have a sport mod class that we're starting up. We've only had one car there so far, and they've ran with the open wheels. But I have a 13-year-old son that's getting into racing, so... When his sport mod gets up and running, hopefully we'll have a whole lot more sport mods show up. Well, good luck with that. It takes a little patience sometimes to get those new divisions started, but I think you're on the right track with that one. 
the cars are out there to be made for in the race cars, and uh, it, it's a, a, a great way to start it off. Yeah. Well, Mark, I just have a question for you. What's your yes, favorite ma'am. drink at Starbucks? What's your favorite drink at Starbucks? I hear we have Starbucks in common. <laughs> yes, my favorite drink is Starbucks. Uh, you see me at the racetrack, I usually have a cup in my hand, Vonda. Uh, that's the easy way to recognize me. That's what I was told. And the easy way to recognize me is a Starbucks vanilla frappuccino in my hand. So. <laughs> well, good for you. I, You know what? I hope you have a big super late mile race one of these days, and Jeff and Rowdy and I are going to make it out there and uh, spend a weekend at the Speedway and get to know you and drink Starbucks. How's that sound? That sounds like a plan to me. You're going to have to cater it in to me, though, because we don't have a Starbucks within an hour and a half from there. So as you could drive by, you're going to have to bring it in to me. I will, I will be more than happy to bring it in for you. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, dear. But, yeah, we're, we're hoping to plan, uh, you know, another big super late model toward the end of this year. And then, actually, um, in April of next year, it will be the 50th anniversary of Mountain Motor Speedway, although we've only technically had 10 races there for M&K Motorsports. But we're planning a big 50th anniversary shebang. So, hopefully, we might be able to pull off a two-night show. And you guys just come and camp out with us for the weekend. That, that sounds like a great deal to me. We'll be there. Uh, if, if if our schedule allows, I uh, will be there, Rhonda. Thank you so much sounds for good, being Mark. on the show. It sounds like you got a great little track going there. Uh, I, I would like to get out there and see it and uh, check out your racing action. And I'm going to turn you over to Jeff because I think Jeff's got a couple questions for you, too. And thanks again so well, much for being on, Vonda. Thank you, Mark. Have a good night, dear. You too. Hi, Vonda. Jeff, how are you doing? Hi, Hi Vonda. Jeff, thanks for being on the show tonight. Hey, uh, I just want to give a, a, a great big thanks from me, Mark, Rowdy, and all the race fans out there for stepping up and opening up this track again. Um, you know, like Rowdy was saying, you know, these short tracks are coming back. Uh, so we appreciate you, everything that you're doing and everybody else is doing to start opening these uh, tracks again. And uh, like you said, they're starting to open a couple more in Kentucky. So the more, the merrier. Uh, you know, like you said, it's a family thing. And I started when I was a kid with my family. Um, and I appreciate what you're doing for the race fans. Well, thank you very much. And I definitely encourage the fans to, um, you know, go out support your local tracks, dirt dirt racing. You know, you get some tracks that you have some good racing going on that you can get three and four wide on. I know we just picked our track from a one-groove track from, you know, the track kind of gets wore down from previous owner to the next owner to the next owner. So, you know, we're trying to improve it, and we've got it up to three wide. So definitely some great action going on here, and I'm sure there's great action going on at other people's local tracks too so be sure to support local and all of our kentucky people listening you know be sure to if you don't not close enough to mountain motor you know you got 201 opening and you got clay city you also have richmond kentucky that runs 
and you have Lake Cumberland. So if you've never been to one, definitely go out and check it out and go support someone. And we will, and we would, and hopefully they do. Also, can you uh, kind of talk about your track, your like your dimensions, how big is your track, your banking? Can you talk about the track and a little bit of history of it? Well, from my understanding, um, when it first opened up, like 50 years ago, you know, it was like kind of what they say around here, a soup bowl. The banking was high. Over the years with, you know, different owners and different visions, the in banking on it has got, you know, it's, it's not a very high banking now. I really don't know, like, the slope of it. It's got some angle to it. But in banking, but over the years, it has been knocked down quite a bit. Um, you know, we've built it back up a little bit this year and widened it out so that we can have good racing. Um, you know, nobody wants to go watch a follow the leader race. Everybody wants to watch two and three cars wide action taking place that you're on the edge of your seat wondering who's going to be winning. And the surface of our track is it's dirt and clay mixed. Um, we're hoping to resurface it this fall with a lot more clay and pack it in there so that for next spring, the track will be improved even more and better to race on. What made you get into the promoting and owning of a racetrack? Well, what was your thought behind that? Well, I was kind of through into that one, to be honest with you, Jeff. My father has raced for 42 years, and he's raced bomber. And when I was about, I don't know, seven, eight years old, this is a track that I grew up on. When I was about seven or eight years old, my dad um, flipped his car seven times front to end on this track. And I never thought in a million years that I'd end up at the same track he did that. Now, here he is, a bunch of drivers called him begged him to take the track over because there was no nowhere to race in eastern Kentucky. You had to drive two, three, four hours to get to a track to race. And they talked him into it, and then somehow I got conned into being the promoter. Well, more power to you, I guess, huh? <laughs> I have to admit, I'm having a good time with it. You know, I'm meeting a lot of nice people. I really didn't know much about any of the other dirt racing classes other than bombers until I started promoting. But, you know, I've met lots of people this weekend. You know, we had um, a local that lives within a mile of the track show up at the track. We had a guy from West Virginia that I talked to, Zach Dome. He came in from West Virginia to run our big race. You know, so the name's definitely getting out there and i'm meeting a lot a lot of nice people and making new friends well that's a lot of that's a lot about racing it's not the racing it's uh the people and the fans it's that's part of the fun with going to racing and there's so many great people out there race fans out there and that's exactly what it is it's a big racing family is how i look at it half of these people you know that's at our race track now I've grown grown up around these people because my dad's raced with them. So it's like just one big race family where, you know, your cousin brings a new friend. So that person eventually becomes family too. 
So we're just, it's a big family reunion every weekend. All right. I, like, again, I, I thank you for what you're doing for the racing community and the racing fans. Um, I, I wish you nothing but success. And uh, thank you for being on the show. And uh, I'm going to turn you back over to Rowdy. Well, thank you, Jeff. And you have a great night, dear. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mark and Jeff. Uh, we're looking forward to bringing that uh, Starbucks coffee there to you there. Find it. I can't wait. I definitely need it running around the track. We're going to put it in one of them super hot containers that keeps coffee hot, and we'll bring it. It'll still be hot when we get there. But uh, we're definitely going to – we're going to plan a trip and get back. It it may not be this year, but uh, next year at your track's going to be bigger and better than this year. Well, thank you very much, Rowdy, and we look forward to meeting you guys. Well, Vonda, before you get out, kind of tell us what your next race is and uh, tell us where we can follow you and find you on social media and keep up with you. Well, you can go to Facebook. It's M&K Motorsports DBA Mountain Motor Speedway. And our next race is this weekend. We are having a $1,000 KDRA race. And the biggest race of the night will probably be our Power Wheels race for our kiddos. That's always fun to watch. (laughs) We're also having a bicycle race this weekend. Now, next weekend, we are taking the weekend off, taking a little break. And then... The following weekend is a regular show, and the first weekend in September, we are having a $1,212 Richard Lynn Brewer Memorial Bomber Race. And, you know, we've had, this will be our third memorial race for drivers. You know, we like honoring our local legends that we grew up watching with dirt track racing. And we want to keep dirt track racing alive. And I think by honoring them and showing the history with the tracks is a good way to do it. And then on September the 9th, we are having a, um, I think it's going to be a $2,000. I haven't determined the amount yet, but I think a $2,000 crate model race. And then you can check out M&K Motorsports, DBA, Mountain Motor Speedway for the rest of the schedule. Also on September the 9th, we are having a dirt bike stunt show for all the fans to come out and see, which is also by one of our local heroes, Bill Dixon. And we've added something interesting that night as well. We are introducing side-by-side racing to eastern Kentucky for the first time. So it's definitely a show that you don't want to miss. Well, Vonda, you know, I have a lot of people ask me what I do, and when I tell them I'm involved in racing, they go, race? They just go round and round. I said, listen, it's just like a family reunion, except you camp, you cook, and then a race turns out at the end, and and you talk racing all weekend. It's, It's a great way to spend the weekend. 
It is. You have a lot of, you know, great people around you whenever you're racing. And what I like about the racing community is, you know, your competitors on the track, but once you're off that track, you know, you're sitting side by side, and if one breaks down, your competitor's right there kicking in to help you to get you back on the track. It's just one big family. Well, that's, that's the way ARCA is. Listen, they'll help you any way to get you in the show, but when the show starts, they're ready to bust you in the mouth, and when it's over, it's back to where we were at, help you any way to get you to the next show, and I, that's what I love about the racing. They're ready to take that mag light to you, aren't they, Rowdy? That's right. That's right. Vonda, <laughs> hey, listen, we appreciate it. You know, like we, we talked earlier, anytime, just text me over. If you got anything you want to post, let us know, and, and uh, we're, we're willing to do anything to help you, Vonda. Thank you, Rowdy, and you guys have a blessed night, dear. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks, Vonda. Thanks, Thanks. You guys have a great night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Don, see, there you go. We can head on up to Kentucky, over to uh, Kalamazoo, and then hit Winchester after that. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I have to get me an open-wheel modified. I tell you, Don, those those cars at $5,000, I mean, if you shop racingjunk.com, you can't find hardly anything in there. Most of the rollers are five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Don get in there and let his hair flow. Let it wave in the wind. That's oh, right. I'm sorry, Don, you don't well, have no hair. Y'all think y'all saw me drive crazy in a go kart, just wait wait until I get one of them. <laughs> hey, Guys, I had to pull, cut the pull cord on the go-kart for Don before he killed himself. <laughs> well, fellas, I, I think Todd must have had such a weekend. He's still napping right now because I hadn't heard a word from Todd. Those monster energy girls. Sounds no, like we're talking to me. Uh, well, if you watch, if you followed Todd over the weekend, Todd was a busy guy. Yes, he was. He was running all over the place at uh, at uh, the racetrack at the, at the Glen. So, uh, yeah, he he was a busy guy, all right. He deserves to take a night off, I guess. Yeah. Well, as long as he brings my Dale Junior car that's signed to Talladega, we'll be in good shape. Well, everybody hear the big NASCAR news today? Yeah, Casey Kane. No longer going to be in the vibe ride. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I said that a couple, yeah. three weeks ago. Yeah. R- rumors out Kurt Busch is going over there. Temporary at best. Yeah. You well, know, you're it's eating. Sad. Even with the wind, don't guarantee you a seat in the car, does it, guys? No. No, you have to perform week in, week out, Rowdy, and uh, uh, he just was not performing like uh, the the team should. So you got to do something. Well, 
we all see I mean, I talked to several people that said it was coming, and we were just waiting on the trigger to be pulled. And hey, guess what? They fired the gun today, didn't they? They did, and uh, I, you know, I feel bad for Casey, but uh, uh, that seat, if it doesn't go to a certain Xfinity Series driver next year, will uh, whoever takes that seat will be temporary seat. Uh, he'll be holding it for maybe a year or two. Well, it's, it's all about money now. It always has been all about money, Don. It just seems to be getting more and more about it as, as you know, time goes by. Uh, <clears throat> I heard an interview today with Dale Earnhardt Jr., and he goes, you're a car owner, and you have a $20 million budget. You can't be affording to pay your driver 8 to $10 million. It's as simple as that. Easy economics. Well, guys, there again, that's why I think the short tracks are on their way back because it's nothing but corporate money. Very much so, Rowdy. It has been for a while, and we've just put up with it, but I think people are starting to get tired of it, and that's why we see empty seats like we do in Indianapolis, unfortunately. Well, I'm going to tell you, I can a lot more afford a $25 ticket than I can a $125 ticket. And you're going to see a better race for that $25 than you are for that $125, Rowdy. Well, with people's attention span, you know, getting shorter and shorter to paying attention, that's the biggest thing I hear. Well, it's too long, it's too boring. And I think, now, guys, I may be wrong, this point system I like it because you got to be on the wheel when they throw the green flag. True. It, added, it has added some dimension to it, and I think people have to get used to it, just like some, you know, any change, Rowdy. Uh, but that was uh, probably not a bad deal. It's a little confusing. But look at baseball, look at the NFL, look at NBA, look at the NHL, and look at their playoff systems. It's the same way. It's it's not easy to determine who's going to make it, who's not, where they're going to make it, who's not going to make it. It's it's uh it's a it's a it's just a change, and we got to get used to it. Well, it's just like Jeff give us the time on uh, Winchester, an hour and thirteen minutes. Hey, when can you lay back in an hour and thirteen minutes? You don't have time to lay back. You got to be on the wheel. From the green flag to the checker. They were pushing it, Rowdy. Uh, they were pushing it all day long, and that's what made it such a good race. Uh, the yellows change things up. Pit stops always change things up. And, you know, you fall in the back of the pack, and you got to make your way back forward. And uh, Kyle Benjamin just had the car yesterday, and he's a good wheel man. And uh, like Bob said, he's won it. You know, Winchester before, he just wasn't allowed to receive that win. So, redemption for Kyle Benjamin. Well, tonight, guys, listening to these folks that we've had on the show tonight with Bob, Gary, and Vonda, hey, racing's still alive and well in our hometowns. You know what the amazing thing is, is all three of them had something in common, Rowdy. Uh, they were very upbeat. They were uh, 
very knowledgeable, and and uh, they all want to make racing uh, stick around for a while. So, uh, yeah, uh, we need more people like Vonda and Gary and, and Bob. Uh, without them, uh, racing could be hurting really bad. Well, again, you know, folks, tonight was kind of like promoter track night for the for the small guys and talk a little ARCA, but. Most of these kids that are racing these tracks are going to move on up and are at, at these tracks racing in the ARCA division. Who knows? We may have a driver from Mountain Motor Speedway show up in the ARCA series someday, Rowdy, and uh, uh, there's no telling, you know, where these guys. They come from all over. So, you know, their chance is as good as anybody else's. Don, you got anything to add to this show before we close this thing out? No, I can't think of anything. Are we, are, are we leaving already? <laughs> well, we only have uh, 28 minutes left, so well, 27. That's right. Okay, right. Jeff, you don't give us perspective from the weekend and uh, on your end of the deal here tonight. Uh, recapping Winchester, I thought it was a good race. Uh, Austin Terrio uh, pulled off another top five to, you know, keep his points there. I think it's going to be hard for anybody to touch him, honestly, this year. Um, I think Austin uh, Dalton Sargent kind of uh, took himself out of the championship. I think it's a one-man show, basically, unless Austin has some uh, really big problems in the next uh, few races. Uh other than that, it was a great race. Uh, you know, Augustine's uh, another fifth-place run, uh, keeping uh, the rookie points uh, there above Brett Holmes. And Justin Fontaine uh, has kind of struggled all year, but he had a, a nice top-ten finish this year uh, at Winchester. So that was good to see for him. Um, other than that, it was a great race. And uh, we're going to have a little breather this weekend. Uh, so no ARCA racing. So we'll have to find something else to watch and do go to. Well, yeah, yeah, it'll be easy for y'all to find something to go to, guys. I mean, you've we'll always go to got Wisconsin, something. Rowdy. Hey, isn't that right? Just roll on over to Wisconsin because they're racing all summer, every night. Everywhere. Exactly. Mark, how about you, my man? Well, Rowdy, it's been a nice week. Uh I got the the Dixieland 250 in earlier in the week, Tuesday night on the 1st. The ARCA Midwest Tour, uh, really, really uh, uh, an entertaining race for uh, a long-distance race, their biggest race of the year. And uh, they had a little weather delays, but they got her in, and uh, we had a surprise winner uh, because of a disqualification. We won't go into that. Everybody knows about that already. And, uh, And yesterday in Winchester, Wow, I, I I'm still pinching myself how fast that race went yesterday, Rowdy. Uh, it was really quick, and again, it's the talent of the drivers and the talent of the equipment, and uh, not a lot of yellows, just enough to make it interesting and keep people on their toes. So, until next week, and we find a race to go to, uh, we'll say adios. I'll be at the Kalamazoo Clash on Wednesday night for sure, and. Uh, we will be heading somewhere else, uh, somewhere this Saturday night. We'll let you all know about it and send pictures when we do.
So until next week, uh, we'll see you. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. I'd like to tell you where you can follow us on social media, uh, Rowdy Maglite request page. I've got a Rowdy Maglite racing radio like page and the Rowdy Maglite show like page or dot com. So I'm easy to find. But, guys, as always, hey, keep that light shining, and we'll be back next Monday night, 6 Central, 7 Eastern Time. One of our guests, as the usual before the race, will be Brett Holmes Racing with Jason Kitt. So we'll see you next Monday night. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.